Welcome to Blended the Podcast. I'm Sierra. I'm Destiny. We're your co-hosts, go-to beauty pros, and new besties. Blended is more than us mixing our friendships and business. It's blending culture, ethnicity, and personalities in a safe haven where we can finally build the community the beauty industry has been lacking. Join us in today's conversations as we rewrite the beauty standards. Welcome back to episode eight. We are going to be talking about the not so fun part of running your business, and that is firing a client. (laughs) It sucks, but it's going to happen. It's just reality, you know? So reasons that you might need to fire a client. Showing up late multiple times, always rescheduling, being disrespectful. Which is so interesting because when we were talking about the episode, she mentioned like you've had to fire a client for that reason. And I've I've never had to. That's how we even got here because she was like, Sierra, have you ever? And I was like, girl, yes. Yeah. My my fire clients have more so been like the rescheduling and showing up Mm -hmm. late or like they're never happy with their service, Mm -hmm. like no matter what you do. But it's always like one of those situations where they go home. And then they text you and are like, hey, girl. Yeah. And it's like every single time, no matter what you do. Or I've even had to fire a client for like negotiating pricing with me and like not Mm -hmm. respecting my boundaries. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to hear about kind of like your advice for like inappropriate conversations because that's just like a whole (sighs) nother ballgame. Yeah, that's not it's not fun. It's really not. So we want to kind of guide you guys on how to professionally handle that because there's definitely a right way to fire a client and a wrong way to fire a client. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to keep your emotions out of it, especially when it's your business, because it's easy to get like defensive and like want to protect yourself when it gets to that point. But I also think it's important not to allow yourself to get to that point and to like know, like from the beginning, like I know when I first started, like I probably had clients for a year I was dealing with the bull crap because I had no boundaries and was just like I'm just I'm a people pleaser like that's me kind too of but like a year is a my, long time yeah but it scares me mindset you know like I was like afraid to lose them as a client and yeah. I just didn't value myself I valued them more than I valued myself and like Ooh. that's not okay mm-hmm. you know so how do you know when you should fire them some of like my kind of like clues if people ask me like I just don't know if I'm like being unreasonable is I think back to when I would see their name on my book. Mm-hmm. And, and you get I'd that like, like ugh, yeah, like the, the heart sink, yes. nerves, like dread. Yeah. It For like is, weeks just looking at your book. Which is the total opposite of your ideal client who yeah. like you're super excited, you're excited to, to see. see them. Yeah. yeah. I can think of like one specific person. Like Oop. when I say that, I'm just like, oh gosh. I remember. So for me, I had one person. And it wasn't at first. At first, I was like, this is fine. It's a little off, yeah. right? I was like, "Like the vibe is not there. We I feel like you gaslight not- yourself. You're like, I am did. I the problem? I, like- I did do that. <laughs> like, I was like, well, maybe she just doesn't like want to talk yeah. at all. Like, maybe she's not talkative. Maybe I don't know. Like, I was like, maybe she doesn't like me. I don't. Maybe she's just tired. And then she started sending me photos of stuff that she wanted that was literally the opposite of what I do. Mm. Like it completely the opposite. She kept trying to push me to do things that was completely out of my comfort zone. And I would express to her all the time, like this, you know, like I am just not that artist. I do not do that kind of work. Not to say that it was like bad work or anything like that. It's just things that I wasn't comfortable with. Not my style. And also not things that I was like comfortable risking my salon license for Mm. because some of it was on the chopping block for being made illegal 
Oh. Yeah. In the state of Florida. So I was like, if this is happening right now, I'm not going to do it because I actually had somebody come to my salon, ironically, like a month before I had a random pop up by DBPR. Uh Uh-huh. And she like inspected my space. She was super nice. And she was just talking to me. She was like, do you offer this, this, and this? And I was like, "Mm," like some of it, not all of it. You know, I'm just like kind of, I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. And then she was like, well, it's good that you don't because it's actually being debated right now to be made illegal. And if you get caught What service is it? So they almost made lash lifting and tinting illegal. Interesting. Right. They didn't. I'm not going to lie. Like, because it's a chemical service mm -hmm. on your eyeballs. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's the same products as like, not the same thing, but it's like ammonium thiglocalate, which is yeah. like used on a hair perm. Yeah, exactly. Which they warn you on the hair perm that it can make you go blind. And yeah. then we're putting it right by someone's eyes. So yeah. like, I get it. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. if you're controlled and you understand what you're doing sure. as an artist and you know, you're educated, yeah. then you'll be fine. Yeah. So they ended up saying it's fine. But this was like in that gray area place where she had given me the warning. And also it was, I guess, bottom lashes were on there too. Mm. And she was trying to push me to do this like super huge, thick, very, very long mega volume set. Wait. I sent you the picture. No, no, no. Do you remember what... (laughs) Do you remember when I tried to make you do bottom lashes on me? Yes, I did. And I told you, no, it's going to burn. And then you were like, no, No, it's it's fine. fine. And then I was like, your eyes going to be open and the the fumes are going to hurt. And then you're like, no, just try it anyways. And I tried it. And then you were crying. But there are some artists out there who can do bottom lashes and it's totally cool. I was not there yet. This was my first year. Just try it on me. It's fine. This is like when I very first started lashing and she was like, yeah, girl, like you're so advanced so fast. Like just, just do it. I trust you. And I was like, I don't trust me. (laughs) Like, I don't trust me. So, but this is like after the fact that that had even happened, but that was my experience with it as well. And then when she came in and she was like, oh, that's on the chopping block. So if I was you, I would avert, you know? And I was like, okay, fine. So this is what I heard Mm -hmm. from the DBPR professional. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not about to risk my salon license. This was my first year as a salon. Mm -hmm. Like, no. Yeah. And the girl just kept like pushing and pushing for it. I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. And I, I see it a lot where I will have a client come in or do my consultation form. And like, so for example, I don't do like super, super blondes and they want it. Like platinum. Yeah. And, and, They'll say they're okay with not being blonde, Mm -hmm. but then like after a couple of months, they'll be like, I'm just not as blonde as I, yeah. So I think like I've had situations where I've had to kind of let someone go because like originally we aligned, Mm -hmm. but then like they'll start getting comfortable and start Mm -hmm. like trying to persuade you to do things that you don't want to do. And that's why it's so important to like know what you will and will not do and stick to those boundaries. I think that's for sure what happened in this situation. Like, it was weird at first, like I said. And then we got comfortable with each other. And then she would send me pictures. And then she just kept pushing. But also, a reason that she had to go was because I have specific price points. Mm -hmm. So at my salon, I offer an express set. And Mm -hmm. I offer a full set. The express set isn't full coverage. It gets done faster. You can come in sooner. And a lot of my girls love that option because they are so busy and so on the go. They don't have time to sit there and get 100% full. But they can come in for like mini fills and I call it the express because it's faster Mm -hmm. but it's still quality work Mm -hmm. so you're not going to get 100% coverage right but she was booking express sets they want that because it's not as expensive but she was booking mega express sets 
And then she would look at her lashes and she would be like, oh, well, I can still kind of see through them. Mm, it's like it's and an I would let her thing. lay back down yeah. and fill her in more. And then I realized I was like, she is damn near like she's like 99% full. Yeah, by the that's time not an express leaves, anymore. This is a two and a half hour service. This is 100% a full set. I was like, she's trying to play me yeah. financially. Yeah. And it's working. And mm-hmm. it took three times of her doing that for me to be like, so mm-hmm. no. And then that's when I've had to really figure out how to have those hard conversations about respecting my boundaries, respecting the service that is offered and what I will provide for that. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, when your client is coming in, you're like transparent about the services that you offer. You are then at an agreement. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like she kind of was taking advantage of the agreement. And also just what I was doing was not what she wanted. Yeah. Like, I did not offer the services that aligned with exactly what she wanted. I did And it's it kind of weird. Like, why do you want to keep coming back to me if I'm not? And that's not... how I felt. Yeah, exactly. So I actually referred her to a girl that I went to high school with that also does lashes mm-hmm. because her page is completely like exact. Her style. It's literally yeah. exact. I was like, you'll be happy there. Her price point was lower than mine. And that's the thing. And she it's did like... the mega volume like sets with the bottom lashes and everything. And I was yeah. like, girl. Firing a and client. she was closer to her. Finding your client doesn't have to be this like huge dramatic thing no. where they've like disrespected you and like yeah. this whole ordeal. It could just be like, hey, we are our goals and like what you want and what I offer doesn't align. And that, yeah. that brings me to our another topic is like people trying to ask for discounts, which she wasn't asking for a discount, but she was getting more than other than people. what she was paying other for. Clients. Right. You're having these problems. Like maybe you're hearing this. And you're like, yes, yes, yes. I have a client. Like you're thinking of someone specific. Like I have a client like this. So uh-huh. then kind of like how do we fire them? So we're going to give you guys like some different topics. Yeah. And then some advice for like each topic mm-hmm. because it's different. Like every conversation is kind of different. Yeah. So when they're not respecting your boundaries, how do you handle that? It depends on how they're not respecting the boundaries. So say it's someone who is consistently coming in late or rescheduling or I've been no-showed or something like that. That's all. It's like, it depends on you and what you are willing to put up with and for how long. So like your breaking point was apparently a year back then. Mine was not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I really try to be nice about it. And I think me and you actually had this discussion previously about how if I have someone who comes in, I have a one day, like a Mm one-time grace period. So if you come in late for your appointment, First of all, I have a 15 minute grace period every day anyways. Mm-hmm. But if you break the 15 minute grace period, I tell you very nicely, like I completely understand that like life happens, things happen, there's traffic, women have children to take care of. We, we have all these different responsibilities. I understand it gets overwhelming, but there's a one-time grace period. And then after that, the deposit is then forfeited. Mm-hmm. And then if you no show me, you have to pay another deposit. But if it's a no show, like no call, no show, literally, mm-hmm. then like you're, you're off my book. You're done. You do not get to come <laughs> back in. I need like the entire story. And yeah. I only got to where I started to tell them that they have a grace period. I wasn't communicating that I had a one day grace period. So I actually had another client and me and her were really good. She was super loyal. And then she cheated on me. <laughs> and when she cheated on me, I noticed because I was like, she hasn't come in. And I watched and her they story. Cheat, they always come back. They do. But she cheated on me. And then she I watched her story. I was like, she hasn't been in in a while. And she's definitely got on eyelash extensions. I didn't do those. And then I was like, but it's fine. 
And then she came back in and she opened the, as I opened the door to greet her, I was like, hey girl. And she was like, so let me just, you know, address the elephant in the room. I cheated. And I was like, that's hilarious. Girl. Like I was like, okay, it's like that. And then she was like, yeah, like my friend was like pressuring me to go to her girl. And she was like, she's cheaper. She's really good. Blah, blah, blah. And then she was, but she's just not you. Like she doesn't get it. Like she's not the same as you. And I was like, okay. And we were good after that. And then. She had no called, no showed me on accident because she completely forgot about her appointment. And then the next time something happened with her daughter when she was sick. And this is when I finally was like, listen, like, yeah. you have to put down another deposit. I, this is my policy. And I hadn't I wasn't standing by my policy from the beginning. And that's mm-hmm. what bit me in the butt. Yep. And she took it personally. Yep. And it's like if I would have communicated. Yes. That, I was. And that's the thing. It's like it's hard because we are human and yeah. like we don't want to seem like this like crazy person yeah but at the end of the day it's it's business it's not it's not personal yeah i think like you said it's important to if you are going to give your clients a grace period or like a one-time freebie first of all don't ever disclose that to them because that just gives them the opportunity to be like oh i'm just not gonna tell them after yeah but then also you need to explain to them like hey i just want to remind you of my policies yeah i will actually send it over to them like hey just for you to reference my policies these are it Mm -hmm. and i also feel like it depends on on me personally, I don't necessarily give each client a freebie, but based off of who they are and like how long they've been coming to me, like mm-hmm. I can read people, number one. Like I know if you're lying to me about something. Mm-hmm. I've had situations where maybe it's my last client of the day, so it doesn't really affect me or it's diff- my new installs, like there's there's no, there's no grace because I literally booking you for my whole day. I can't. D and our situation are different too. Right, exactly. Because your your appointments are smaller. So yeah. like by not having someone in isn't a huge deal. Like it kind of affects um, me for sure. But no, for sure. But like not. not working for a whole day and like not working for like two, two hours, hours is yeah. totally different. Yeah. And so I think it definitely depends on like your booking process or mm-hmm. like what you want out of it. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the no show, like the late, like that kind of thing, I find that the more lenient you are, the more they're going to take advantage of you. Oh, for sure. So like I used to be a lot more lenient, especially like being a mom. Mm-hmm. And like I get it. I feel like anytime I'm leaving with my kid, I'm I'm late. Mm-hmm. So even like I used to be really strict about being late and it was like 15 minutes, like I'm not taking you. And now it's more so like, okay, you might not get your full blow dry. Or right. you might not get curls, you know? And I've definitely and like, learned that as well. Yeah, like with lashes probably, like you might not get as full, Yeah, you know? because at the end of the day, I feel like that also maintains that relationship, but also understands that like these are the boundaries and yeah. this is the agreement that we both have set up. This is the time yeah. that's allotted for you. Mm-hmm. And if you go into that time, then like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'll try to get you as full as possible within mm-hmm. this time. And then next time you just need to book like an extended fill yeah. or something like right. that. So basically it's, it's important if if the reason you're wanting to fire a client is because they're not respecting your boundaries as far as like no showing or canceling. Mm-hmm. I think the first step so that you don't even have to get to firing. The very, very first step is have your policies in place. So For that sure. And respect you're them. Not have, yeah, you're not having to deal with those issues but right. if it still gets to that point where maybe like you're a little bit of a pushover it's hard for you to speak up you need to have the conversation with them before like hey girl i realize you know that you've been running a little late or like canceling last minute you know i do just want to let you know that my schedule is very limited and i respect your time and i know you respect mine but we need to make sure that we're booking something that is going to align with your schedule or also like i will even 
like my clients, not so much now because my schedule is legit booked out. But when I wasn't booked out, I wouldn't get someone back in immediately because it's like, even if I had an appointment the next day, mm-hmm. I'd be like, hey, girl, I don't have anything available for like four more weeks. because really? it, mm-hmm. girl, Because it puts that pressure on them of like, you know, my time is valuable. And I because That's the I, opposite of scarcity mindset. Yeah, but I didn't used to be like that, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like I realized that they they knew I would get them back in. So mm-hmm. like if they canceled where now and it is a legit thing for me now because I am booked out like, you know, six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. They know that if they cancel, like they're not getting back in for like two more months, mm-hmm. you know, unless yeah, something, they tell me that. When they yeah. Do it. Yeah. So even if you need to, you know, exaggerate the situation a little bit, if that helps you you know, to set your boundaries because I was someone who like, it was really hard for me to kind of like stand up for myself. And then as far as like not respecting your boundaries in general, like that could be not just showing up late, but like, you know, being disrespectful to you or mm-hmm. one, like we said earlier, wanting you to do services that you don't want to do. You can kind of address the situation as I want to provide you with the best service that I can. And unfortunately, what you're asking for just isn't something that I enjoy doing or I'm comfortable doing. And so I would love to refer you out to another stylist or another business where they can really specialize in that and give you what you deserve. Yeah. You know, I actually spoke to someone that I looked up to a lot in the lash industry. She's super talented. When I messaged her, I was like, hey, like, what do you do if a client does this? And like talking about basically this exact situation. And then she was like, well, as a lash artist, you shouldn't be denying anybody anything. Like you should do everything that they want. And I was like, well, I find it ironic that you don't post anything like that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I realized maybe she is doing those things, but she's not posting them because that's not her ideal client. Yeah. But I think it depends on where you are in your business. Like if you're definitely building and you know, like you got to make money at the end of the day. Yeah, but if you're uncomfortable with something and you don't feel like you're going to like even do the the service service. well, Mm -hmm. don't do it. Yeah. I think there's a difference between like you get into rework and issues and that person ultimately at the end of the day is not going to be happy. I'm still having to learn even at this point in my career. I do suffer with people pleasing and Mm -hmm. that is a problem for me. So when one of my clients looks at me and like, they're like, I really, really want to try this. And they're so excited. And there's like this little twinkle in their eye and And then you're like, fine. So we'll try it. I have a client. (laughs) She's so funny. Like she cracks me up and she's like, girl, you love telling people that you're not the right stylist. for You really do. You do that all the time. But I'm like, I'm like, not. Unfortunately, I think I that I'm not the right stylist for you, but so-and-so over here would be a great match. Oh my goodness. But like, I, I, I truly will never do something that I'm not comfortable with because yeah. like I take pride in my work. But I it's think not, that makes people trust you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's yeah. what people have told me. Like I went against, I literally just had this conversation with a girl yesterday. She messaged me and was saying that she was having issues with her retention and she didn't understand why. And I was like, well, do you remember when we talked and I advised you mm-hmm. against doing this? Mm-hmm. And then we did it anyways. Mm-hmm. We went like longer and I told they her. They forget sometimes. Oh, they did. Yeah. So I had to gently remind You've done her. that to me too before and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oops. Like nicely. Yeah. Because you just get, they get so yeah, excited yeah, yeah. in the moment. You want to try something new. Like, you know, yeah. we always get bored and whatever. And she's like, I want longer lashes. And I was like, okay, we can try it. We'll see how you do. Then she did well for the first two weeks. Yeah. And then the next two weeks, I was like, okay, so all of the shorter ones that were like able to hang on and whatever, they started coming off and it was all the long ones this time. And she was like, I'm struggling and I don't know what happened. And then I was like, 
Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. But really, I learned that I should have just put my foot down in the beginning and been like, listen, yeah. if you want to use a lash serum and wait a few weeks and then like you have longer, stronger lashes, we can go longer with the length. Yeah. But, you know, it's all a learning process. It I is. think knowing your boundaries and sticking to them. Yeah. And I didn't, there's no reason I would fire her at all. Yeah. But she did come at me a little sideways. But in a text if message. you didn't set those boundaries, <laughs> if you didn't have that conversation with her right then and there, it could have gotten to the point. And that's what For we're saying. Sure. Like, it doesn't always have to get to the point of having to fire a client. Yeah. Like you can have those conversations with them beforehand. And they respect me because I yeah. come at them with education and solving and issues. That's, and yes, things and like that's that. the thing. It's communicating because yeah. I'm asking for discounts. And I feel like you do have to humanize the situation. Like I've had someone ask me for a discount or like ask me to come in later. And you almost have to be like, hey, girl. Like, you know, I, and I'll, I'll give a super exp- specific example. I literally had someone like give me a price and was like, this is how much I want to pay. And I was like, "What?" I just want you to realize how insulting this is to me. You because, told her that? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, but, but this was after a long time of dealing with a lot of bull crap from her. Is this a mess? The, mm-hmm. the, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you posted her on mm-hmm. stories. You outed her. I was like, you, I hope you understand like how insulting this is for me because number one, you're telling me that I'm not worth it. You're telling me that mm-hmm. my price and what I'm offering you is not worth what you're like wanting to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, also, if your job asked you to come in and work for less than what you would be were supposed to be paid you'd literally laugh in their face oh hell no and like not come to work you'd be like today i'm gonna pay you ten dollars an hour instead of twenty dollars an hour yeah and when i told her that she was like oh my god i'm so sorry like i didn't mean to offend you which like (sighs) like i did i didn't end up still firing her because like i said i dealt with a lot of stuff from her but yeah she was like i didn't mean it like that like i wasn't trying to offend you but it's like i don't know what it is like when it's a service in a business like people just don't i think it's when I, you're a small business owner. and i don't i don't want to say they necessarily don't take you seriously or like respect your business but like kind of yeah. like they yeah they don't a respect you as like oh, this corporation which sucks because they should be respecting you more i found that that happened to me a lot more at the beginning of my career now people don't really try to mm-hmm. even negotiate mm-hmm. prices but at the beginning when they mm-hmm. can sense that like you're yeah. not confident you're weak they'll do it yeah they yeah. will yep and then inappropriate conversation i'll let you touch base on this one because like i said i've never had this situation before so how would you handle someone who's like either disrespecting you or maybe like the things they're talking about just like really don't align so, with what's going on this thank god has not happened in my last studio but that's because i've been very clear Yes. Yes. On like who I am, what I will and will not tolerate. Like I'm just honest about my opinions with all of my girls. And I think that's what's helped me mm-hmm. like cultivate this client base, you know? Well, and it goes back to, we, we kind of touched base on this in our ideal client episode mm-hmm. about like showing up as you and attracting those yeah. people. So like you shouldn't be attracting people that like don't align with you like yeah. whatsoever. I hid parts of who I was when I first started doing hair. And this is when I had a full book at a hair salon and I was going to this girl's house and I am still like scarred by this story because it hurt so bad Mm -hmm. because she was one of my very regular clients. I saw her all the time. I knew her husband. I was in her house. Even when I stopped working at the salon, I still was going to see her. And this didn't happen until afterwards. But at the time I was like seeing a girl and she was like, I didn't know, like I'd never, I guess I had never said anything about it because I was super, super private with even any relationship I'd ever been in. You're just private in general. Am I? You are. You're very private about your personal life. Am I? Mm -hmm. 
okay, I don't know. <laughs> but like, even this is hard to like talk about on a camera. Yeah. Like that's about, yeah. Like I don't tell everybody yeah. because it was a part of my life and I experienced it. You know how people are like, oh, you try being gay in college. Like I was like with a girl in college, Yeah, but I wasn't like trying to be gay in college. Yeah, like yeah. no, but I was like in a relationship with a woman and then I was talking and I was like, oh, her. All I said was her. This girl, literally, she was like, ah! And like freaked out, moved my hand from her head, all kinds of dramatic stuff. She was like, you're with a, what? And she was like, I thought you were with a man. And I was like, I guess I've never like said the gender. Oh my God. I didn't even realize. And then I was like, huh. Like right now, like obviously now I'm with like, I'm with Dante and all this. But like she freaked out and I was like, I've never seen homophobia that close before. Yeah. And it was right. And it was a person I genuinely cared about. And she lost her mind. Like when I say it was screaming, dramatic, all kinds of stuff. Like you could tell her whole demeanor changed. I finished her service. And then like she had messaged me, I think after that, I just never talked to her again. Like I was like, I'm done. I hate that. Like I, and it wasn't even that I wanted to fire her. But at that point I was like, this is something that I'm not okay with. Like if you are homophobic, if you are racist in any way, if you think you are better than someone because of anything about how they choose to live their life to the left. To the left. Like to I'm the not left. doing that. Literally. So Goodbye. like I'm not even with a girl mm-hmm. anymore. And I just still my clients know that when you come to me, you are genuinely in a safe space. Mm-hmm. And if you want to disrupt that safe space in mm-hmm. my studio, you will not be there anymore. Yep. So Yep. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so then how to avoid all of this in general? Because it's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to deal with it. Like mm-hmm. it's one of the worst feelings. If you have not listened to the ideal client episode, go listen to it. Because if you're attracting your ideal client, that you shouldn't happen. be having any of these issues. That didn't because happen. It they're gonna respect yeah, it's they're gonna respect you. Not only is it gonna help you eliminate those people, but if someone switches up on you, you're gonna be able to identify it mm-hmm. like immediately and like not ignore the red flags. Cause I feel like every client that I fired mm-hmm. So if you have that client who's just like never satisfied, you can just kind of address the situation as like, hey, girl, like, you know, I my main goal is to make you feel beautiful and to give you my best work. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like what I'm doing for you just isn't what you're looking for. And so I want to find someone who can do that for you and then always refer them out. Like, don't ever just like throw them out. Just like I think you should refer them out out if you have someone that you know you can refer them out to. But if you don't know anybody and you haven't seen their work or anything like that, I don't think you should just refer. Yeah, but you also should be kind of having that community and like support around you. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't, don't, yeah, if you don't have someone to refer out, I would encourage you to like like start reaching out to people. Yeah, because there are different people who do different styles, or you can even just be super honest. Someone on Instagram, I would say you could be super honest and be like, I've never personally seen her work. You know, I've never, yeah. but I, I've, I've seen her work on Instagram or but this whatever. Aligns with this, what you're showing yeah, exactly. me that you want. Yeah, exactly. So that you can just appropriately, you know, get rid of that conversation. I don't think it should ever, even with my, I have one client where it got really messy and mm. I was never disrespectful to her because at the end of the day, you do need to be professional about it, regardless of how much they've disrespected you. I think it's very important because mm. it's small. I don't care where you live. Like even if you're in a big town, it's still small where it gets around and you just want to be able to confidently make sure like you handle that professionally. You can be firm mm-hmm. and you can be like direct, but mm-hmm. like you should never be like cussing someone out or like, no. be like you're crazy or da 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 da. Yeah, I've seen that um, where, where uh, mm-hmm. people in the industry go off on their mm-hmm. clients. And I'm like, I still believe that we should as service providers always remain professional, professional 100%. and respectful. If, if you character. come at me sideways, 
I'm not going to break character. You shouldn't match that energy. Yeah. yeah. If they come at you sideways, that's their decision. But yeah. you need to realize, like, okay, clearly she's got a lot going on. Yeah. And, and she's I find, frustrated. And I always, like, say, I understand this must be frustrating for you or, you know, whatever. And I find it helps because I'm definitely someone who reacts easily. So I find that these yeah. conversations are easier for me to handle through an email or a text because yeah. it allows me to breathe and not react and immediately. Put the phone down, walk exactly. away if you need to. Exactly. So yeah. that you don't react and then be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Also, if you're having those policies in place so that you don't have to have these hard conversations, if you have your late policy, you have your cancellation policy, you have it in writing, they've agreed to it, they've yes. signed whatever, you can just black and white forward it to them. Hey, I just want to remind you, you did agree to this. this these are my policies. It is what it is. That oh, helps a lot. Can I say also, when you do notice these things within your business, because every single business is going to have different issues, different hiccups, different things, like however you work, it's going to be different than how mm -hmm. we work. So just when you're experiencing these issues and you do find a solution, implement that solution into your policies immediately. Yes. Your policies are always going to change. Like yes. my, I feel like I love you say that because I feel like the things that are in my policies are there because of because the experience you've had that I've had. Yeah, same. And then I'm like, well, I don't want this to happen again. So I'm going to add this to my policies. Yeah, I have deposits because I kept getting no-showed right. at the beginning of my career. Right. And then with that as well, just be specific with your booking process yeah. because that's going to eliminate a lot of unnecessary drama. Yeah. So like making sure your booking process aligns with who your ideal client is. Yes. So that again, you're kind of eliminating those like people who are always going to give you problems. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Yeah. So we're going to kind of help you guys out too, because we know how difficult it has been to have those conversations. Sometimes it's hard to like find the words. Oh, so yeah. we've created a document we for text you guys. We each other, honestly. Yes. Like what, oh my God, what I don't know I what I say? say. Yeah. Things I say when document. So we've kind mm -hmm. of have some things categorized. So if you are dealing with someone who's always late or rescheduling, these things are some prompts that you can say when that happens. Or yeah. if you have something, someone being disrespectful, these are things I can say when. So if, if you want that- If you're struggling with making them happy, things you say when. Yeah. You know? So if you want that document, go ahead, head to our Instagram, blended underscore podcast. Send us a DM with your email and things I say when, mm -hmm. and then we will send that over to you guys so that it can give you a little bit more guidance and you don't have to freak out. And we always say this, but we're so genuine about it. You can always reach out to us. Mm -hmm. We're here to help you through any problems that you have and support you. You don't have to do this alone. Yeah. We are here for you. Yeah. We want to build like honestly a community and even when you guys are struggling with things, if you want to even like leave it in the comments and just see what other so people, other people are saying, can see it. I love that. I've like start the conversation. That, yeah, yeah. We definitely aren't alone. And everyone if you have the problem, someone else does too. Yeah. 100%. And someone so. else might be dealing with it at the exact same time mm -hmm. as you. And it's amazing to just have community. And we're not like know-alls. No. Like we, there's other people who maybe their situation is even more specific to you or yeah. they can relate to your business better. So I love that. Like putting it in the comments is mm -hmm. like huge because then we can start that conversation. Other people can give their advice. We're not coming to you as like the experts. We're yeah, coming no. to you as the leaders of the community that so that we can all Career. We are we sisters in struggle. Yes. Yes. So I hope that this episode helped you guys yeah. and that you found value. And if you did, don't forget, leave us a review wherever you're watching so mm -hmm. that this can be spread to all the BBs out there so we can all support each other and create that community. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being our blended babes, aka BBs. 
Join the conversation and let your voice be heard. If you're ready for a revolution, don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening and follow the journey on Instagram at blended underscore podcast. Share this episode with your BB who is ready to beautify the beauty industry and rewrite the standards. Get all the tea from this episode and more in the show notes. Bye. Bye.